Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Time and Relative Opinions in Space. I'm here with my companion, the Donna Noble, to my 10th Doctor, it is Sean Campbell. Hello Sean. You have to repeat that mate. I said that would imply we have good chemistry. (laughs) Um, We don't. This was proven by you having to get me to repeat it, so... Well, you cut out. It's not my fault. Well, it's not mine. That's all I'm doing. See, see yeah, it's, like, it's, like it's, it's like it's the Doctor and Donna already. <laughs> you just need to shout a bit more. Yeah, um, I'm good, though. Thanks. Yeah, I'm impressed you didn't have any... any No trouble with the name this week. Yeah, I've got didn't it written down right in front. I've got it written down right in front of me. I'll be perfectly <laughs> honest. I'm not taking any chances anymore. Uh, Gonna be a professional. And now you having a good had a good week, mate? Yeah, really good. Thanks. Uh, long and tiring, but good. That's uh, yeah, that's adult life, I'm afraid. But yeah, same here. Nothing spectacular, but yeah, a good week all round. Good stuff, huh? I even found time to watch Doctor Who Christmas special, The Runaway Bride. Oh, do you think it's too early to be watching Christmas specials? Well, eh, it's getting close enough, isn't it? Let's face it. When does the yeah. festive season start for you? When's it, when's um, it all right to start Christmas season? Well, I work in retail, so the, the festive season starts at the end of September for me. Well, yeah, I'm very much the same. <laughs> But in real... In home, yeah, in home life, it's a um, couple of weeks before Christmas. Yeah, I normally end up start listening to Christmas songs in about early November-ish because they're on in the shop I work in, and it just sort of works its yeah. way that way. <laughs> <laughs> By the time Christmas comes, you're, you're sick of it, aren't you? When you work in retail, yeah. Well, I'm working night shifts, yeah, so it's not too bad. Uh, well, I've only I've only heard the last Christmas seven thousand times at this point. It's okay. No, the best ones when. What is it? Wizard comes out and like, it's Christmas! Yeah, then a million I that's, times. I think that's Slade, actually, when he shouts Oh, yeah, it's Christmas. But, yeah, they, they, bleed, they, they bleed into each other after a while. Yeah, well, they do. This is that's the thing. But, yeah, this was um, the second Christmas special, wasn't it? If I'm correct. Yes, it is. They did the Christmas Invasion. Which it. we didn't do, did we? No. No. We and I don't think we're going to do Voyage of the Damned, are we? I don't know. I, don't, I think we've already watched that the once. We'll, we'll, we'll worry about that when we get closer to it. The last living survivor of the Titanic complained about Voyage of the Damned. Of course they did. That's a true story, I swear to God. Yeah, well, I can imagine. <laughs> Oh, it's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> it's a fictional TV show. Just keep your knickers on. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. But yeah, I like this episode. It was good fun. Yeah, it, it was. And as we uh, alluded to at the start, the, the chemistry between um, Donna and the Doctor is off the charts, to be fair. Yeah, it's really good. And it only gets better as well when you get to season four. 
But what we've seen this one, it's great. Captain Tate's great. Do you remember the Captain Tate show? Did you ever watch that? Yeah, I did. I did watch that. Um, a couple of the early runs, yeah. Bothered. Do I look bothered? Am I bothered, though? Well, yeah, bothered. they were the best ones. The grandma was my personal favourite. Not bothered, mate. What was that called? She was, she was Vicky, wasn't she? Did she do the gay? Did she do the gay uncle who refused to admit he was gay? Was that not little? Britain? How very, how very dare you? Did she do that one? I think that was Little Britain. No, that was the Prime Minister. Oh, well, maybe. I don't know. I just remember liking the grandma from the Catherine Tudor. She was the best. Yeah. Well, anyway, Gavin, Gavin and Stacey was a digressing back to. Back to the Doctor. So, um, this, what did you think of the episode and the concept overall? Yeah, it's good. Really like it. Um, it's a good cliffhanger from Doomsday. Like, there's just a bride standing in the TARDIS. Great. Yeah. And I like how it throws the Doctor like into something immediately after that, so he's had no real time to get over the air. The like sort of emotional trauma, I guess, for want of a better term, that he's been through. Yeah, uh, which he, um, he probably, which he would probably prefer. He was he's, he strikes me as the type of person who would like to be kept busy during um during something like that. Definitely, and he he hasn't got all the answers at the start. He doesn't he doesn't know how how it's happened, so he, he's on the back foot immediately as well, which is uh, always fun to see. Yeah, and he thinks it sh- he thinks it should be impossible. Is what he says, isn't he? There's no way he would yeah. respond to the TARDIS and teleport themselves on. And the opening scene's good as well when you see Donna walking down the aisle and she starts yeah. to scream. She teleported away. It's and you get a very so, fast-paced up. Yeah. It's just so funny, her, her reaction. She's like screaming at the doctor, isn't she? Who are you? Where am I? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a stark contrast to how people are normally like awed yeah. and mystified by the doctor and the TARDIS and Donna just slaps him. <laughs> she finds... She finds um, Rose's jacket, doesn't she? Oh, so I'm not the first. You're like a, a serial... Basically accusing him of being a serial kidnapper. I mean, he kind of is a serial kidnapper. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, people don't... People go there willingly, don't they? His it's first two... Like... Com- is the teacher in the first oh, two. Oh, yeah, true, true. Yeah, he kidnapped yeah, yeah. those. <laughs> he basically did. Now you're here, you cannot leave. Yeah. I'm sure that I'm sure they're not the only ones who have ended up there by mistake, <laughs> but it's fine because they all get Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is, isn't it? He's a kidnapper, and people just people just get Stockholm syndrome. We've got to the bottom of what Doctor Who really is. Really, yeah. And he's not he's not actually travelling through time and space. It's just the people with Stockholm syndrome's um, mad delusions to uh, accept their accept their fate. Yeah. A mad old man dragging young women into it, a phone box with a screw. It's not a dank cellar I'm chained to. It's a TARDIS that travels through time and space. People like hallucinating the minutes. <laughs> Feel better about it. Made this, it, made, it suddenly made that too very dark and shady. <laughs> and Rose disappears for a year. At one point. <laughs> That's a... It's like I'm recording with Rahul. Let, let, let's just gloss over. <laughs> but yeah, she doesn't really realise the the gravity of the situation, so to say, until she actually 
tries to leave and opens the doors of the TARDIS and uh, realizes she's in space. Yeah, still like she's just staring at that supernova that the Doctor was using to power his projection through universes. Mm. And the Doctor's like, "Yeah, uh, we're in space, and this is uh, my spaceship." Suddenly, so trying to sort of simplify things to what he thinks she might be able to understand. If he went too far and said this is a time traveling machine, it might even blow her mind even more. Yeah, probably for the best. And what is it? There's a good line I like it where he says, like, looks at it and says, human. It's a task question. And she goes, yeah. Is that an option? (laughs) He goes, well, it's for me. Yeah. But yeah, eventually uh, he takes her back to Earth in the the middle of London. Um, She wants to get a taxi, but he's got got no money, have they? So he tries, as he's Faffing around at a cash machine, um, she manages to. Does she borrow some money off a passerby and gets herself a yeah, taxi? Yeah, just passerby. Look at stealing money, kidnaps people. I don't know. I know. Yeah, you, it's, so it's screwdriver to get a what a cash out, isn't he? Who's the real villain here? That's the question. <laughs> but he does use it as a does use it as a uh, good distraction, doesn't he? When he realizes a robot Santa's on the prowl. He, he chucks the yeah, money the in the air fish. and everyone's like grabbing it as you would the do. Christmas invasion are back, yeah. I think uh, I think well, that's a good exchange when he asks her about if she, have you got a mobile? She's like, I need my wedding dress. But I never thought to ask for pockets. The one thing when they were doing my wedding dress, I forgot to request was pockets. Yeah, you wouldn't take your phone <laughs> down the aisle, would you? <laughs> Just so funny. Well, she might have it. Some women keep it in their bras. So she might have had it in a bra for a while. The last thing you need when you the last thing you need when you're walking down the aisle is for your phone to go off. <laughs> I suppose anyone who's going to ring is there. You know, yeah, you're, you're I gonna, think it's, it's, very un, it's very unlikely you're going to have your, your phone on your, on your new wedding dress. To be fair. Wait, wait, Vicar, I just, I just need to do this tweet. Yeah. <laughs> and take a selfie in my wedding. Yeah, get it, get it married, lols. You got a photo, didn't you? Anyway, yeah, got two. Yeah, um, so she ends up on the motorway. Yeah, and Uh, she realizes her taxi driver is a another robot Santa. How you don't notice this when you get into the taxi? I'm not too sure, but there you have it. The doctor realizes, and we have um, the first ever uh, Tardis car chase. Yeah, which was quite a quite it's a visual quite and a, a thing to see. It's well, it's well done actually. The visuals are pretty decent. Yeah, I think you could turn up for this whole episode as well. Like the Ragnarok looks pretty good as well later mm. on. Yeah, they seem to have. I don't know whether they maybe they get a bigger budget for the Christmas special or it's just luck. But yeah, the the effects seem to be on point for for this episode definitely. <laughs> it's a great bit when. Um... When Donna's like shouting for help, and then she just hears the noise of the toilet, it's just, just like, no way. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets her to jump out on the motorway. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. Trust me. <laughs> Is that what you said to your last companion? <laughs> what happened to her? 
they were a good bit in that way. <laughs> like she, she just tells that a jump. He goes, I'm in my wedding dress. He goes, yeah, you look lovely. And I'm jump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I said, like I said at the start, great chemistry between the two of them. Yeah, it, they just need to hit it off straight away. It's, uh, I don't know if they've ever worked together before there, so I've no idea. I know there was a they, there was this was a children need thing, but it was it wasn't for Doctor Who. It was for the Catherine Tate show, and it was that Vicky character, and she done um like, like I think David Tennant becomes a teacher or something like that, and they oh, have right. a two minute exchange. I'll send you that or something because it's oh, worth right. a watch. Cool. So I, I don't know if that predates this though. To be fair, but no, no idea. I think this was done, she was already well-known when she did this uh, episode, so I think uh, 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 Catherine Tate's show was, was well underway when she uh, started doing this. Yeah, what does she do these days? I honestly don't know. We'll have a look. You talk and I'll, um, I'll, yeah. <laughs> I'll go research. <laughs> this is all part of the plan, folks. Yeah. So yeah, well, uh... Back on the TARDIS, um... Donna basically opens up about her temping job and how she met her, her fiancé and almost husband-to-be, Lance. He um, he offered to make her coffee. And that just doesn't happen in the office, apparently. People don't offer to make her or anyone coffee, but there he was, good-looking, smooth Lance, head of HR, offering to make her coffee. Now, that's an important... I'm hammering that home because it's an important yes. plot point. Um, Remember it. <laughs> He's in EastEnders, isn't he? Or he was in EastEnders, the bloke who plays. I don't watch much EastEnders, but I'm sure he's in one of those. Yeah, is he the one that turned out to be a serial killer? That's covering a lot of ground on those shows, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> quite a few of them turned We're out. We're getting quite into serial killers here in this episode. That, yeah, serial nice killers, kidnappers. episode, we're here talking about Stockholm Syndrome and uh, kidnapping. Bank robbers. <laughs> <laughs> Taking a dark turn, this has to. I'm not sure yeah. we can come back from it. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> The, the doctor oh. and Donna, and they end up so, back on. They end up back on. They end up on this roof. The shits and giggles. I might get Nathan to slip in a Christmas song somewhere. Yeah, maybe at the end. <laughs> might even do it at the beginning. I'll say. I'll say. We'll have some have some fun with it. Why not? Uh, this is the like Rogue Opinions Christmas office party, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um. So anyway, yeah. Uh, they arrive at the reception, well, where the reception was meant to be held. Obviously, Donna's expecting it not to be taking place, but she is absolutely outraged that they're still having the reception, and they seem to be having quite a lot of fun. Uh, Lance doesn't help himself by dancing with a pretty blonde. As, uh, yeah, that's a little, enter there. a little hint <laughs> that Lance isn't uh, Yes, yeah. Isn't really as he's meant to be trusted, I guess. And it is a bit mad, this though, isn't it? Like they do establish that, like she'd left an answer, like a message on an answer machine. But even so, I feel like I would, I'd want to lay eyes on the last before I went and had a party, like <laughs> at, <laughs> at her wedding reception, no less as well. She disintegrates well, in front of you. They think that they, they see that, but you wouldn't want to, you wouldn't accept it. So you'd probably just tell yourselves that she's just, you know, 
never turned up or, or you know, or ran like off from I'm the like, wedding. I feel like I might accept it if I lived in London in the Doctor Who universe. <laughs> because at this point, you've had, like, the Autons, the Daleks and the Cybermen, the Christmas Invasion. Hey, mate, I was in Spain. Well, this is true, scuba diving. Exactly, exactly. I love that. That's a bit, a little bit later on, but yeah, that's their excuse. It's t- Cybermen, Starlets in the air. And she looks at it, but like, I was in Spain. Yeah, Cybermen in Spain. Scuba diving. <laughs> would be mad though, wouldn't it? Like, but like, imagine if you'd be like a long. It. I bet there would be that one person who. It would have missed it all somehow, wouldn't there? You know, big alien like, invasion. What? What invasion? What? What aliens? Like, what if you'd been on like say when the Cybermen and the Daleks invaded? Because that all happens within a few hours. Mm. Like, what if you'd been on like a long haul flight or something, and then like you just heard nothing about it, and then you land in America and it's like, oh wow, holy shit! Like, what's, what's Surely they're the grounded. On? Surely they're the grounded planes of the Daleks in what the What if they'd already taken? some pepper pot thing what are those if they'd already taken off like you can't just ground a flight over the Atlantic yes you can true true I'm only yeah messing about it's not to who it's not to be serious but anyway uh, while they're all talking and making up and that at the reception the doctor's doing some digging about this H.C. Clements on her phone, and he, he finds out it's, it's well, it was bought out by the Torchwood company. So we have Torchwood again. And he's not more, a fan of Torchwood. It's, not at this point, is he? No. No, not been, after uh, what happened. They've been naughty. So, yeah, um, there's more to this H.C. Clements than meets the eye. Oh, no, wait, that's Transformers. But you know what I mean. Well, it could be both. Who knows? Uh, he realizes she's been um, oh, dosed with human yeah. Um which is how she became to be transported uh, on the TARDIS. Yeah, because yeah, go on. He says that the only place you'll find a. This is a bit later on, I think, but for purposes of explanation, he says that the only place you'll find a human particle now is. In the heart of the TARDIS. So it's something to do with both particles activated and then they were attracted to each other and mm. the bitch bash bash donor ends up on the TARDIS. He gives a, a, a ring, which he calls a, a bio-dampener to stop her from being detected. But and it doesn't he, work. Yeah, because it's uh, you and particles are so old, uh, the bio-dampener won't work. Which is uh, not great, is it? It's not great. Not when you're trying to avoid kidnapping. I mean, you'd think he'd know all about avoiding kidnapping. Since he's like an expert at it. I don't know. I know. Yeah, I know. He's uh, slipping, obviously. Right. But the robot Santa's rock up. Yeah. Lunch, like, I always love this scene. Like the, the, what, are they, what are they called? The, the baubles that are also grenades. <laughs> and they start it is quite around. genius. It's like comic book stuff, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. Batman would have exploding bottles at Christmas, one hundred percent. I reckon. I reckon the Green Goblin would have had a pumpkin bombs at Christmas. He'd have exploding uh, bottles. Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin would definitely do that. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, the, 
digressing yeah. once again. Yeah. Um, we get our first. It's not long after we get our first look at the uh, alien spaceship, which looks like a, a star made out of webs, which is quite a cool yeah. visual. Like a Christmas star as well, yeah. Um, as a phobe, they couldn't have chosen a more scary villain for me. Yeah. Uh, do you not like spiders? Not very keen on them, no. I used to be like terrified of them, but I'm I'm better now. I can I can at least get to them and kill them now, which is a, a big step up to <laughs> from where I used to be. I can, depending on the size, but um, so what do you do? Yeah, like there's like a limitations. Well, what I do, I either pick up a heavy object and launch it at the spider, or pick up <laughs> or pick up my phone Sorry. and say more <laughs> do you actually yeah oh bless god that's incredible I'm not a 39 year old man nearly 40 call him my mum to help me with spiders <laughs> I the idea like when you first done that she must have thought you were like seriously hurt or something <laughs> <laughs> oh man this is a grade one emergence thing. Claxons. She must know everything. now. Like she must know. They get a call on the day. Spider. It's very rare. I, I, even if it's quite a biggish one, I man, I do manage to cope myself one way or another. Uh, we've all got fears, mate. That's pretty much my only one, really. Yep. Well, apart from fear of talking to you on uh, about Doctor Who, but you know I'm I'm managing that one as well. Well, so. you face that every week. <laughs> Extreme courage. Thought thought I'd avoided it this week, but you know a little yeah. message pops up. Well, I'm are you flattering me now? Come on, then let's get this over with. <laughs> I can fear it so much. <laughs> you know, I'm only joking, but yeah, quite a. It's the make, you know, the makeup and uh, I assume costume and whatnot on the, is it a on the spider. Effect? I think some of it is. The only thing, the only time it looks rubbish is when you see like one of the, uh, I don't know what the best way to call it, a talon or foot pressing against the screen. You can tell it looks a bit rubbery there, but that's the only that's the only spot any effect or anything looks a bit a bit dodgy. Yeah. I think it was a practical effect, and when you get to the big suit at the end as well, mm. apparently it took the last who played her four hours to get in the uh, the makeup and the costume. That's quite a long time, but I've heard of um, actors and actresses spending a lot longer to get into costume. Like it's crazy, wasn't it? Like, like the first time, yeah. I think the first time they did, um, oh, what's the shapeshifter in X Men called? The uh, Mystique, Mystique, I think she was a good six to eight hours getting her uh, costume and whatnot done because I think they just sprayed her blue, didn't they? It's pretty wild. But anyway, we're going on some tangents on this one, aren't we? That's all right, you know, it's just, just free-flowing, isn't it? We'll just see where it goes. <laughs> but yeah, uh, they go on a mission to find out... Um, what's going on and where everything's based and they, they end up uh, under the um, was it the the Thames floodgates or whatever it is isn't it I did write it down but I've lost yeah under the now. Thames barrier yeah the yeah, end of an MC Clements and then it turns out there's a secret floor and they go down the secret floor and then that turns out to be under the Thames flood barrier 
Who knew? Yeah. I think there's meant to be a sort of in-joke there because Donna says, like, oh, there's a secret base under London Landmark. Like, what are the chances of that? And the doctor's like, oh, no, it's crazy. Because <laughs> yeah. it's meant to be sort of poking fun at, like, yeah. George and, you know, all the, like, all the yeah. likes of sort of how many secret bases turn up in Doctor Who. Bit of a, bit of a cliche. Yeah. Maybe you can't it's laugh. Nice, it's nice they're self-aware enough to, to know it and, uh, yeah, uh, poke fun at themselves. I like it's it, especially... Fun. I like these episodes as well because they don't take themselves very serious and it's Christmas Day, you know, when it aired, so who's really going to want to invest in, like, a a big, long epic? You just want to see the Doctor turn up, make some jokes, you know, defeat the bad guy. Mm. I know it's going back a bit, but I love the scene when she's talking about uh, how she ended up getting engaged to Lance so quickly and uh, she's oh, yeah. kept asking me and he kept pestering me and then we see flashbacks of her actually... Um, Pestering him to death. Yeah, she's asking. She's like, and he nagged and nagged and nagged. It just jumped because it was like, please, 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 please. please. <laughs> you know, wasn't coming across as, as desperate at all, was she? Nah. But yeah, they find out where they've been um, harvesting or making these U on particles. And. Um, it turns out they're deadly, which Donna worries about, but then the doctor's like, don't worry about it, we'll sort it out. And then that's when you hear the Rachnos' voice for the first time. Yeah. Doctor hears the Rachnos' voice for the first time. She actually uh, teleports herself down to where they are, doesn't she? Yeah, like a wall opens and it turns out there's a secret base inside the secret base, which is kind of better. How many secret bases do you need? Oh, and there's a big tunnel. That leads down to the centre of the earth. Yeah. And uh, she says something about her baby's been there or something, doesn't she? Something like that, yeah. And the doctor takes a breakdown on the rack and off the hell it be. In all the confusion, uh, Lance grabs an axe and creeps his way up to the arachnos, um, attempting to, to kill her, or, or so we think. But then we realise it's all been a ruse all along. And as we said, and Lance oh, turns Lance. out to be a massive dickhead. Yeah. And Donna's all accepted at first. She's like, oh, I don't understand what's going on. And the doctor yeah. sort of twigs, doesn't he? Oh, he made you coffee. I just love the way he sort of, you know, exaggerates the words coffee. He twigs what's been going on. You'd have needed to be dosed over a six-month period to have enough you ones to to do what they want. What what was the plan? I haven't written that down, actually. I think the idea is she needed the Huon, like the Huon particles are needed to hatch uh, eggs or something like that, I guess is the idea of it. Something along those lines. But, yeah, he also realises that um, if uh, she could be zapped onto a TARDIS, he could... He can sort of reverse it and do it again. So they they get a they, they get away back onto the TARDIS, which is yes. pretty cool. And he decides to go back in time to find out what happened and how the arachnoids got there, which is pretty cool. So yeah, they, go back. they watch the creation of the Earth, and while mm. Donna has a very sincere cry in the corner as well. Yeah, the Doctor's that. too busy talking them. Um, you know, just talking science babble, fruit of mm. notice, and 
that she's just sitting in the corner like a complete wreck, as you would be. Yeah. You find you find out your husband to be fancies a giant uh, spider alien, and <laughs> instead of you, it's, it's, it's not exactly a self-esteem booster, is it? I think more the attempted murder was what she was more upset about. But mm, yeah, I suppose but, that would also be pretty upsetting as well. Yeah, with one key gun, the resourceful arachnoid alien decides to. Absolutely douse Lance with uh, you on particles. <laughs> yeah, I did wonder if she could just do that. Why did she bother with Donna with the six months? But it's like, yeah, who cares? Well, I think this was like a, a, an act of sort of desperation, wasn't it, really? It might not be as, as efficient as uh, the, you know, the ingesting it with coffee. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Plan B, I guess. Yeah. But then it so, yeah. turns out that the Ragnos created the Earth. Or, yeah, or they went back. Does he say something about the hiding from the war? Is he, does he say something like... I'm sure he said something like that. But, yeah, they yeah, were... Yeah, the time war, probably. They might have gone back and uh, hid them, you know hid themselves there. I don't think that might... I don't think that's what originally happened. Or that's, that's why... That's what I get out of it anyway. It's something like that, yeah. They were fleeing a conflict of some sorts because I think it's basically implied in this that the Time Lords were just killing them. Yeah, she does sort of blame the Time Lords, doesn't she, when she realises uh, who who he is. Which for the Time Lords is pretty, you know. But then not all that the Time Lords weren't very nice as well. That's one thing nah. you learn in the classic series as well. well. And when you watch the modern series as well, when we get to them. Yeah, uh, that's an episode we'll definitely be uh, covering. Oh, yes, the end of time. Parts one and two, brilliant episodes. Yeah. But yeah, you sort of you sort of gets to that point of, I guess you realise that the Time Lords, well, the Time Lords aren't that nice, really. They're just another species, really. They have good and bad amongst them. Yeah, which is... Uh... Pretty much most species, except for like the Daleks, who are just all bad. You are just dicks. Except in the next Dalek episode, but that's when we get there. There's one nice one. Is there? Well, yeah, Dalek Sek, he sort of realises. Oh, yeah, yeah, because he. Self awareness. He sort of changes, though, doesn't he? Yeah, and the other ones will accept it. Yeah, but we'll, as I say, we'll get into that. It's quite a. But yeah, uh, the Doctor. And Donna go back to the sort of uh, facility under the flood flood barriers. Uh, well, the Rectos pulls them back because she uses the Puan particles uh, that are now inside yeah. Lance to pull them back through time. And there's a nice sort of continuity thing where the Doctor uses the extrapolator that he picked up in season one to. Yeah, I thought that like as she... well. Yeah, I'd forgotten about the extrapolator device actually until he pulls it pulls it out again. So it's quite cool. Yeah, that they've. Uh, Remember, he's still got that. Collect them. Oh, what is it? There's it, a part where um, he pulls something big on it out of his pockets and says, How did that fit in there? And he says, Time Lord's bigger on the inside. Yeah. It's when he pulls the remote out. It's when, that's it's when it, they yeah, land the yeah, doctor. That's to do, it, yeah. The doctor goes to do something, but Donna ends up getting kidnapped while he's distracted. That'd be great. Imagine if your pockets were 
bigger on the inside. You're like, stuck you could fit in them. But how would you get them? How would you get to them? If they were that big, how would you retain them? <laughs> Imagine losing your arm in your pocket. Wait, it's in here somewhere. Well, they do that in Harry Potter where he's trying to find something because they've got this like magically enlarged bag, basically the same thing, it's bigger on the inside. And he spends that much time trying to find it, and then just uses magic to like conjure it out of the bag rather than looking for it. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, the the doctor gives the Empress of the Arachnoids uh, one last chance, as he always does. But uh, as the villains always do, they decline to take that one last chance to to give up. Or does anyone make ever pace. take them up on that? I don't think they should do an episode, wouldn't they? Do ah, yeah, you're right. That's that's, that's just, <laughs> just, shake, just shake hands like, and forget about it. I just like, yeah, good point. Actually, we'll just leave it out. I suppose, to be fair, we'll mention that Dalek episode again, but that is kind of what happens in that one, isn't it, where mm. Dalek like, actually goes to the Doctor and says, well, yeah, just, like, if you help us out here, yeah, we'll just go to another planet and never bother you again. That's one episode we don't have to cover now. That's, 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 that's that one done. <laughs> yeah. I'm just just ticking them all off on this. I'll two, just spoil two them. for one. Two for one, eh? Yeah. Good value for money. It's a Christmas <clears> deal. Exactly. But yeah, um and this leads to one of um one of the most iconic images in in this Doctor Who run where he's getting showered with water, his hair's all wet, and you can see the fire behind him, and it's a an image they um Bring back a few times, isn't it? In, yeah, whenever um, they want to make the dog flashback. Just... Yeah, it does. It, he looks, <laughs> it, it does look so epic and badass, doesn't it? He's there with his. It's, it is pretty awesome. Well, but... and it happens at Chippenham as well because he he manages to like overpower one of those. They're called pilot fish from the Christmas invasion, the sort of robot sand. Yeah. And then when he does that, he throws the ball. He, he manages to get some of those bauble grenade things. And he bursts open the base, and because it's under the Thames, it floods, and that's how they beat the Ragnos. Yeah, and the Ragnos, she goes um, back into the... Well, Lance the... dies. That's worth throwing in there as oh, well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Blessing. She feeds Lance to her kids. Nasty way to go. And all that work he did for her, and that's the thanks he gets. It's almost like you shouldn't trust the giant evil spider. It is really, isn't it? I mean, he kind of, I'm not going to say he deserves it, but I mean, like, come on. Come on, Lance. Like, <laughs> he's smart. <clears throat> I mean, he deserves it from being an evil, you know, from an evil point of view, but he doesn't deserve it from doing what his boss lady told him to do. Yep. Does that. And then, but, what's actually a very important moment in the Doctor's life happens here as well, and you don't realise it until that episode turned left, but Donna... Being there saves the doctor's life because she tells him to leave, whereas he was he was going to stay to make sure the Ragnos died and then he would have drowned. Yeah. So even though it doesn't seem it now, it's actually quite an important moment in the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. <clears throat> and she sort of brings something up near the end of the episode, which we'll get to as well, which is quite telling. Um, but the Ragnos, she transports herself back onto... A ship. Um, and she comes down out of orbit to get her revenge, basically. But uh, the military are already there, and they 
shoots her out of the sky, which is another important plot point. Um, it says orders of Harold Saxon. Yes, who is this? Of... Who is this um, mysterious Harold Saxon? We shall see. Um, and the doctor takes Donna home and makes it snow. Yeah. Isn't that, is it something to do with a spaceship or something? Yeah, he calls it an atmospheric excitation. It's just TARDIS magic, basically, for want of a better term. And she, uh, she, Donna invites him for Christmas dinner. Uh, He refuses at first, but then reluctantly accepts. But when he says, oh, you go out first, you know, you know what he's going to do. (laughs) And he tries to materialise away, but Donna shouts at him. He comes back and says, God, you're loud. <laughs> Blimey, yeah. you can shout. That's what he says. Blimey, you can shout. I, I wrote that, I wrote that line down. And they have quite a nice little sentimental uh, farewell, don't they? She tells him, do one thing for me. Find someone. You need someone to stop you. Yeah, which she does that. Mm. He does that even if he finds someone. Yeah, someone to sort of you need to so like you need a companion to sort of ground him in a way, stop him from going too overboard. Yeah. Yeah, well that's what yeah, you you get anyone turn left as well. So that's an episode yeah. that one down the line, but Yeah, definitely. Uh, what but, did you think of the episode overall, Carl? Yeah, I enjoyed it. As I said to you before we started recording, it wasn't one I was particularly looking forward to recording. For some reason, I didn't have that fond memories of it. But once I got into it, yeah, I remember that. So, you know, this is a this is a really good episode, and I really got into it. Yeah, and uh, yourself, pretty much the same. Yeah, I remember enjoying it a bit more uh, than you did, but I was a kid when I first seen it, and so there's nostalgia there and stuff like that. Yeah. It's fun, yeah. I think I think it's a kind of thing because it's the kind of thing you want on Christmas Day as well. You know what I mean? At that point in that, you just want to laze about watching some yeah. TV. And just nice, easy to digest stuff. Nice, fun, breezy episode, basically. As we keep saying, there the chemistry between David Tennant and Catherine Tate is is just awesome. They really sort of bounce off each other with their insults and, and banter. Yeah. It's one of the highlights of season four. When we get to it, because even if season four, it's not bad, but I think it's a it's a slight step down from season three when you get yeah, to it. Yeah, there are uh, there are some good episodes. I think the 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 library episodes are uh, two of my favourites. Yeah, I don't enjoy them that much. They're not bad by any means. Like you know, I, I do enjoy them, but they're not the like they're not the two be continued stories I look forward to the most. If you know what no, I mean. no, I just find them fascinating episodes. Uh, the way they, you know, you're always sort of, even if you're not scared of the dark, you're always wary of the dark. And, you know, they put, you know, a, a legitimate reason why you should be scared of the dark was the, the villain of the, yeah. the piece. And it's, yeah, it's quite, it's quite a clever episode. Plus, really, the song's good in that one as well. Like yeah, the story, yeah. yeah. She's, she's already met the doctor, but he hasn't met her yet. And uh, yeah, it's uh, very bizarre. And then we get the episode, which is another Christmas special, spoilers, where it's the other way around. 
He's met her, but she hasn't met him yet. <laughs> it's all quite. No, that one's not. That one's not a Christmas special. Is I it? I thought. Nah, that's the one. That's River's last appearance when she dies, but not when she dies. But like it's her last appearance. Ah, uh, maybe. I the thought, one I you're thinking of is called where... Let's Kill. It's called nah. Let's Kill Hitler, nah, where she uh, she's someone else at first, but then she no, gets no, shot. No, no, there is there is one where he meets her as um, um, the late the the last Doctor, played by um, Peter Capaldi. Yeah, that's the yeah. that is the Christmas. He, but she um, knows the he, doctor at this point. Oh he, no, I know what you mean. Sorry, she knows. Yeah, you, you're half right. <laughs> you're half right because she I knows. Am right, because no, he she knows, knows. She knows. She, she, she knows know, who she the doctor ha- is, but she hasn't met Peter Capaldi's doctor. That's it. Yeah, that's, but she that's, has. But she she knows Matt Smith's doctor at this point. Like she's not. She does know the ah, doctor. She just doesn't know that much. I'll meet you in the middle. We're there, nearly there. Then we've got there in the end. But yeah, it's. it's <clears> speaking of getting there, we're at the end. <clears throat> You faced your fear for another week. It's because it's all timey wimey wibbly wobbly. It's just <clears throat> my voice is starting to go a little bit, so we'll have to wrap up. I think. Yeah, we'll wrap it up. It's fine. Just like your Christmas presents, wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> what's to... coming down the Rogue Opinions pipeline? Then, oh, come on. So, uh, Naked Man has just released another pod with uh, Ben and. Um, Nathan, talking about video games they'd like to make and um, what sort of insect superheroes they'd like to be. So that's worth a listen. There's a football pod out with um, Rahul and Nathan. Uh, me and Rahul uh, recorded a podcast looking over uh, Michael Jackson's Thriller album, the biggest selling album of all time, perhaps one of the best albums of all time we talk about some of the background on some of the songs and uh, our favourite tracks on the album. So that's well worth a listen. That should be out um, by the time you're listening to this. Yes, Billie Jean, Thriller, Beat It are the three sort of major tracks. But there's others as well, Human Nature, etc. Yeah, I mean, I might add add that to the list, actually. It's just unrelated to this, but I've been looking, I've been listening to a load of albums while I've been working on night shifts, stuff like that, so I'll add Thriller to the list. I mean, I've heard the songs on Thriller before, but I don't think I've ever just sat and listened to the album from the Yeah, it's a, yeah it's, a, it's a really good album. Yeah, fair. But uh, you might find yourself struggling not to dance when uh, Thriller and Beat It come on. Oh, I find that a hard... When you're good a dancer as I am, God, it's just a Oh, well, I can, I can only imagine, Sean. Yeah. It's best left that way as well, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. At some point, I'll just mention it now, so I'll throw it out there as well. If people are interested in wrestling, we might be doing that wrestling, like sort of just an overview of wrestling this decade with me, you and Scott. Isn't that right? Yeah, we might do, even though I missed half of the decade uh, with watching wrestling. I mean, I didn't miss it in life, obviously. <laughs> yeah, you call it the coma. <laughs> Between 2010 and 2014. I, went, I, went, uh, I was kidnapped by this man in a strange blue box, Sean. It was, it was awful. Kidnapped by the doctor. <laughs> well, I see we ended there. <laughs> yeah, you can find us at Rogue Opinions, and you can find me at Carlos underscore fire 89 at the Twitter and Instagram. Um, There we go. Merry Christmas, everybody.
five weeks early or six weeks <laughs> yeah. earlier. Whatever it is. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Bye. Bye. So here it is.